Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can now read me on foxsports.com and the new Fox Sports app. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. Look, I don't want to develop a reputation where my listeners come to the conclusion that whatever I tease for the next episode, they can be pretty sure that's not what I will be talking about. I just not... (laughs) I just need to say, I'm not purposely giving all of you the okey-doke. I suppose the biggest reason for the false advertising, I don't know how else to put it, is that radio and podcast analytics, along with the workshops I've taken, counsel that it's important to tell your audience what's coming next at the conclusion of every episode and or show. And I truly believe in that concept. It's just that with the NBA being as fluid as it is and as many other irons as I have in the fire, I'm not always a thousand percent sure of what I want to talk about in the next podcast after I've just finished the previous one. So I throw something out there because I feel as if I'm supposed to, well knowing I might have to retrieve it and stick it back in my bag. I do feel as if I need to assess where the Brooklyn Nets are at this stage, something that I did uh, promise for this episode, uh, which is leading the East, but not really blowing anyone away with their performance, including their performance against the Knicks the other night. And I will, perhaps even this week. But to talk about them in this episode would have meant hitting them right after that Knicks game, and I didn't want to be up all night recording. So consider this your fair warning. I'm going to continue to forecast what I might talk about next at the end of every, at, at the end of every episode. Just don't hold me to it. Now, as it turned out, I'm coming out with this episode a little late because... I had my piece on the Warriors and Suns to write, and I realized that I should probably wait until after they faced off Tuesday night, even though 
My story wasn't about how they'd fare against each other in the regular season or this week with their two matchups, but who is better built for playoff success? Now, the topic of this episode came to me as a result of my conversations with executives, coaches, and scouts for that piece that I wrote. Uh, A question I explored myself in the last episode which is, which one is better built for playoff success? The piece, by the way, is up on foxsports.com and the Fox Sports app now, so please check it out. It is an accompaniment to the uh, episode where I talked about how I saw the Suns and Warriors matching up as playoff contenders or playoff opponents, and the piece is how people around the league see them. Uh, But in the course of those conversations, I asked who the third best team in the West might be, a team that could crash the Suns-Warriors party in the postseason. And the answers were so varied and interesting that I thought it made sense to do a pod on who the third best playoff team in the West is, i.e. the team most likely to crash the Warriors and Suns party. Three teams were mentioned. I'm going to give them to you in the order in which they were mentioned and not necessarily the order of likelihood that I see them happening. Um, That is moving up from third wheel to one of the two teams that we'll meet in the Western Conference. First up, the Denver Nuggets. This, of course, is with the caveat that Jamal Murray returns this season and does so early enough to find a rhythm before the playoffs. Two other reasons that a particular exec is a believer the Nuggets could catch fire and be a tough playoff out is Aaron Gordon coming into his own and Michael Porter Jr. having season-ending back surgery. The Nuggets' 10-10 record as of this recording, and doesn't it feel as if like 90% of the league is a game above or below or at 500 right now. Uh, Their record has overshadowed Gordon's growth from last season. I myself hadn't been paying particular attention to it. It was brought to my attention. His shooting percentages across the board, overall threes, free throws, are at career highs. Now, I wondered if the Nuggets were going to commit to him last summer because there were indications of some chemistry issues. Gordon calling out his teammates when he didn't appear to be holding up his end and being a relative newcomer to the team. But apparently they were okay with all that or they straightened it all out because they subsequently signed him to a four-year, $86 million extension. Now, sometimes that happens, sort of like the offering of an extension to Dennis Schroeder, not because the team has that player in their long-term plans, but because they want to retain an asset for potentially moving it later. Uh, And when I say asset, I mean the player, obviously. In the case of Gordon, though, it appears as if this truly is working and he is seen as a fit for the Nuggets going forward. Now, what I was surprised by was to have the exec tell me that he thinks Porter's absence for the rest of the year could be addition by subtraction because largely of how soft he was playing. I suppose I get that if it means a bigger role for Jeff Green, who was a very good pickup during the offseason. But it 
35, it's not as if Jeff can take all of Porter's minutes. And it raises the question, who else contributes? Second year forward, Zeke Naji. That's the first time I've said his name ever. Or rookie Bones Highland. Now, I'd love to have a reason to say the name Bones Highland at least once a week, but I don't see that happening. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that he was just recently put on the shelf for an injury. Not having, or it may have been COVID, in any case, not having MPJ in the mix and being largely shorthanded is right in Coach Mike Malone's wheelhouse to get a team to overachieve, mixing and matching his various role players and and motivating them with speeches about how the whole world is discounting them. But is it enough to intrude upon the Warriors and the Suns? Not so sure about that. Speaking of the Nuggets, I might be losing my mind. I referred to Kings GM Monty McNair in the last podcast as Monty Morris, the Nuggets point guard. Now, I want to thank all of you who noticed for not calling me out on it. And all of you who didn't notice, I want to thank you for making me feel better that I'm not the only one capable of letting something get by me. And in my appreciation, before I get to team two in the third best team in the West discussion, I want to mention a special deal I have for you through one of my sponsors, MizzenandMain.com, the maker of men's apparel from performance sportswear material. It is not only my favorite shirt, it is my high school son's favorite shirt. And maybe you know how difficult high school boys can be about what they wear. He loves it because the material is exactly like his workout gear. Stretchy, dry fit material, but expertly made into fashionable and fashionably fitting shirts, slacks, polos, and hoodies. I love the feel and the fit as well, which is why I wear them almost exclusively in all my TV and public appearances. The styles and patterns are cool too. I've got shirts that spice up any suit I pull out of my closet. They're wrinkle resistant, no need to send them to the dry cleaners. Simple cold wash wash and hanging them will do the trick. And here's the best part. Black Friday may be over, but here at On The Ball, the sale is still going on. When you place your order at mizzenandmain.com, use the promo code BUKER35, BUKER35, it's my last name, 35, for $35 off your order. Some places, that would just cover the cost of shipping, but guess what? Mizzen and Main provides free shipping on all orders. So go to mizzenandmain.com now. That's mizzenandmain.com, M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com and put your order with the promo code BUKER35 for the dress shirt your high schooler will love to wear no matter what the occasion. Get one for yourself as well and see what all the fuss is about. I promise, no dress shirt you wear will be as comfortable as this one while still looking sharp. All right, on to the second team posed as being capable of stopping a Suns-Warriors rendezvous in the Western Conference Finals. The Los Angeles Clippers, currently part of the huge heap of teams hovering around 500. Good enough to be in the middle of the West's playoff pack. 
I was surprised to have an Eastern Conference personnel director mention the Clippers because I thought I was the only one who felt that way. I have long believed that the roster without Kawhi Leonard and its ability to compete this season was being wildly undervalued. They made their way to the Western Conference Finals and took two games off the Suns without not only Kawhi, but Serge Ibaka and, at the end, Ivica Zubac. Now, two of those three are back, although Ibaka is still clearly working his way back into shape. And I hope the way he looks is the result of him working his way back into shape and not permanent limitations put on him by his off-season back surgery. Because, as of right now, he looks slow and less than agile. And I get the sense that Ty Lue is playing him to help him get back into playing shape, even though it appears to be counterproductive in the short term. Uh, And while he can certainly space the floor as a three-point shooter, what makes him special and a real difference maker for the Clippers in particular is when he can do that and defend the pick and roll and protect the rim. And right now, I'd say Zubac looks more nimble on his feet than Serge. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Clippers being part of a conference final depends, of course, on Kawhi making it back before the end of the season and being at least 85% of what he was before the ACL injury. The personnel director I spoke to likes them more than the Jazz for the same reason I do. Their defensive versatility and ability to put shooters on the floor who can also defend their position. Ideally, they could use a playmaker or shot creator other than Paul George. That's what Rajon Rondo was supposed to be last season and why I had such high hopes for the Clippers before Kawhi got injured last spring. But they don't have one. Reggie Reggie Jackson is not that. There's not one on the road. Drew Bledsoe is not, excuse me, Drew Bledsoe. Here I go again. Eric Bledsoe is not that. Although I've been impressed with what he's contributed and how. That may be the subject for another episode down the line. Speaking of Rondo... He's the reason for an Eastern Conference assistant coach believing the Lakers could still elbow their way into the conference finals. That's the third team that we're discussing here. Rondo, as he sees it, is the key to getting the most out of Anthony Davis, even more so than LeBron, which is the key to the Lakers overcoming the overall ancientness of their roster. Now, Rondo and AD have a connection going back to their New Orleans days, along with their Midwestern upbringings and their shared University of Kentucky pedigrees. All of that makes sense. But I'm not buying the practicality of it. Their, their personalities mesh perfectly, too. It's a little bit, and I'm dating myself here, but anybody who saw the effect that 
Sam Cassell had on Elton Brand when they played together with the Clippers will know what I'm talking about. You have that ramrod point guard who makes the big man believe that he's bigger and better and can be more influential than he might think himself. That's the effect that Rondo has or has had on AD. That's the effect that Sam had on Elton Brand. Now, if you told me the Lakers could get playoff Rondo of two years ago and that Frank Vogel would have the guts to sit Russ Westbrook in the fourth quarter of a close playoff game when his play merited and play uh, Rondo instead, I could go along with all of this. And to be clear, they don't just need the lob-throwing, offensive-orchestrating, AD-inspiring Rondo, but the defensive one too, because he needs to do what Russ can't. The personnel director said you couldn't find a bigger defensive downgrade than going from Alex Caruso to Russ, and I'd say he's right. But I'm just not convinced that that Rondo still exists. If he did... I think we would have seen him last year with the Clippers. Ty Lue having given him ample opportunity to reveal himself before coming to the same conclusion, that that Rondo is no longer nowhere to be found. I will say this, though. While being skeptical that Russ Westbrook can be part of a successful postseason run for the Lakers, there are still a good number of people around the league who believe If the Lakers can avoid a first-round matchup with the Warriors or Suns, they have a chance to assert themselves in the playoff picture and get on a run. The playoff specter of LeBron apparently remains that strong. The slower pace and officiating that allows LeBron more physicality working in the Lakers' favor. That's the reasoning that's been given. Throw in the possibility of the Omicron virus resulting in another playoffs without fans in the stand and possibly even another bubble bubble event. I know that sounds extreme, but I didn't bring it up. Western Conference GM did. I do find that the older executives, scouts and coaches I talk to, are more leery of counting LeBron out than the younger ones. Maybe it's PTSD. The younger ones see a LeBron who no longer can impact the game to the level he once could. Yes, he still gets respectable numbers, though his efficiency is down across the board this season. But the personnel director flatly said, LeBron is no longer one of the best couple of players in the league. He was almost apologetic about it. Happens to everybody, he said. But it's true, which it does. Just appears to be happening to an inordinate number of essential Lakers. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I am itching to get to a couple things said before and after the Knicks and Nets did battle the other night. Things said by James Harden and Julius Randle specifically. Can I actually dovetail those two things and turn them into one episode? That is the question. That is the challenge. That is what I am planning as of right now to do. We'll see if, if and when 
I do it. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.